How's it going, guys? Welcome to episode 004 for the Game Electric Podcast. I'm Josh. Joining me today is my good friend and co-host, Richie. How you doing today, Richie? What's going on, guys? Yo. Happy to be here. So Richie and I have known each other for a, like a long time. <laughs> like a long, long time. It's been what? Uh, how, how old, how old I'm am I? Tw- I'm tw- I just turned 29, so happy birthday to me on the 18th. So- so it's probably maybe 12, 13 years, 13 ish. Yeah. Something like that. I think, I think it's about that. Do we even like want to go into the history of like our relationship or is that too much drama? That is, <laughs> that is, uh, that is a lot of drama. Josh and I were not always friends Let's put it that way. And we are now. So yeah, we'll, we'll say, we'll say we're like, we were acquaintances. Then we weren't friends and now we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. Like, yes. <laughs> that is the, the most simple to the point without getting into bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> kind of reply you can get here. Yeah, and I mean that's that's like just growing up in general like there's there's a lot of bullshit in Yeah, I mean in life, but everybody think... changes, matures, they grow, they become different people, so it's like maybe we weren't meant to be friends when we were, yeah. you know, teenagers or whatever. So, yeah, it started out with us just being friends of friends. Um like that's how we knew each other in the beginning. And I don't know. I'm glad that that connection was created in the first place. Cause if not, we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Having tons of fun and you know, it all worked out all the time together back in the day. <laughs> tons of fun too. After all the crying, <laughs> mo- <laughs> mostly from me, <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> no, no. Josh never cries. Yeah, I made a promise to myself that during during these podcasts and in, as our friendship in general, I wasn't going to be as much of a bitch. <laughs> Stop it! I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not a snowflake. Batman <laughs> v Superman was a bad movie. <laughs> Only partially. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So speaking of drama, you guys are probably wondering. Uh, if you've watched the previous podcast, where's James? <laughs> Which, um, uh, yeah, so Richie's, I'm hoping in it for the long haul. He's going to be my new co-host. Um, we're going to kind of work together equally when it comes to these projects. Um, I kind of wanted to, uh, this was like the one thing where I was like not wanting to give up on and really, really liked, and I, it was working out really, really well. And then yeah <laughs> i'm gonna try to avoid go- getting like personal but if i do like i i don't really give a fuck because basically fuck you james if you're listening which you probably aren't but if you are <laughs> you did you, you seriously did the shittiest thing you could ever possibly do to a best friend so yeah like fuck you anyway <laughs> And little disclaimer to everybody, I don't know any of this story at all. Josh is about to tell it to me right now, yeah. and I have no idea what he's going to say. I have no idea what's happened here. Honestly, there's there's not a ton to it. Like, James but, and I... Yeah, go ahead. Also, I've known James longer than I've known Josh by a significant amount, like yeah. elementary school long, so... Yeah, and I know that I think initially, like like... Uh, Richie was always trying to tell me like that he was kind of bad news, but I never really listened to him. But um, he's just kind of an odd person. Yeah, uh, hard to get along with sometimes. Yeah. So, like, long story short, we've been we've been friends for like a long time. Like you were talking about how you were friends longer than him, but as far as like my friends go, that's that's the lo- one of the longest lasting friendships I've had. 
And like almost five months ago, he just he just ghosts me out of nowhere. Just like super close, super, super good friends. There was this whole situation where he had deleted his Facebook and um, he was having issues with his phone. And this girl called like messages me out of nowhere. And she's like, I I don't remember her name even. She's like, hey, I'm worried about James. He like told uh, told me all these things that were amazing about us. And then he just blocked me out of nowhere. And I'm worried about him because when we had talked, he had been saying some pretty dark things, not not to get into many details with that. So I had called this phone. It was disconnected and he had just deleted his Facebook and I get this call and I'm like, oh, no, James is going to do something rash. So I called his work and James is like, oh, no, I'm fine. My phone broke. I have to replace it. And I'm like, oh, OK, so you're fine. Everything's fine. Like I give it a week or two. And he still hasn't reconnected with me. I reach out to his mom. His mom's like, oh, yeah, he's perfectly fine. I'm like, okay, great. I don't have his phone number. He said his phone number got disconnected. Do you have his new number? And she's like, oh, he didn't want me to. He doesn't want me to give out his number to anyone. And I'm like, oh. And she's like, she's like, but I've talked to him about you. And I told him, like, hey, you're trying to get connected. I'm like, okay, great. And literally like a month goes by. I, I had emailed him. I had tried to reach out to him with all his friends. Like I had tried to reach out to him in any way that I could. I reached back out to his mom and she's like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> 15 years we've been friends. And like I, at one point we, we weren't friends for like maybe a year or something, but I gave him a super valid reason. It was because of, all this crap that he had done to friends that were girls. And I was just so sick of his like womanizing, uh, like lying about women. And he had lied to me so much. Like, Oh my gosh, he had lied to me for like five straight months about this situation. And I, I forgave that. I forgave, I've forgiven everything when it comes to that kid. And then out of nowhere, he's just like, see ya. No, no resolution. No reason. Just see ya. Mm-hmm. So ghost me out of nowhere. And yeah, he's trashed to me. Um, haven't seen him in like five five months and like yeah i've seen him do this to so many girls but i thought like like we were bros we were friends but apparently not apparently he's trashed everyone <laughs> yep so yeah that's that's why he's no longer on the podcast <laughs> uh. <laughs> i mean i wish i could say i, I was surprised yeah no no kidding unfortunately i'm not and i don't really mean to speak ill of james because i don't i don't really have anything yeah bad towards james i just he's just not the type of people that like i vibe with very well yeah which like i just i i've sort of become in my old age more laid back like i just like to be left alone like i don't like <laughs> to be in people's shit and everyone no one you know people just always want to be all up in your shit and know everything about your life well you know what's going on in my life nothing so leave me alone like <laughs> yeah there you go. that's that's me at this point too and that's all james ever was was, it was just a pile of shit and like he he honestly did me a favor by avoiding me because like he was such a handful like couldn't drive he lived an hour and a half away and he was a total like a like a severe alcoholic which would never ever like he would never ever admit it his girlfriends would tell him it i would tell him it i was like bro i hate it when you're drunk because you treat me like crap and it was just it it was just so exhausting so i'm really really glad it's over i just would have no that's 
I would have appreciated That's... an explanation is all, you know? Yeah. But No, and like I feel like you're you're kind of owed that after so many years of friendship, but Definitely. you know, it's not like, you know, like I've had to ghost people but not people that I've known for yeah. 15 years. Yeah, like, I it's mean... more like people who like I've met like a year ago and like they don't understand boundaries and are super annoying and I'm like, "Okay, like you're just like yeah, you know, like when like you can obviously pick up like if I were to text you this morning and you just like were like one word answers and like I I you'd be able to be like oh maybe Josh is a little busy right now mm-hmm. or he can't talk or he's not in the mood to talk you know like you kind of yeah. give off the vibe of like I'm not really here right now yeah and like this specific person didn't get that vibe and I was like okay well now I have to ghost you because you literally have attachment problems. Yeah. And I can't do that. And like, as far as James and his, we'll just so call it his alcoholism. Like I don't <laughs> do people who do alcohol. I'm sorry. I just don't like, I, yeah, I, I don't really drink myself anymore. Like every once in a while, I'll buy myself a nice bottle of whiskey and enjoy it. But that's about it. I don't go out drinking with the bros and getting in fights. Cause like, yep, I did that for years and I'm over it. Like I just, I just like to chill. That's yeah. what I like to do. Yeah, and I'll do it. I'll I'll drink on occasion, like socially, but it's in an environment of people that I know will like look out for me. Will be will won't get super wasted. Won't be idiots. Like that's my kind of vibe. And I, I if I ever if I ever do it at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I'm the same way because I've had people who get drunk and then they pick fights with people, and I have to finish it for them. Yeah, and I'm like, stupid. dude, I'm not, I'm not about that life anymore, dude. Fight your own fucking battles, man. Yeah, and like if, you, if this is how you're gonna be when you're drunk, like I'm not even gonna want to be around you. Exactly, and I mean, James, if you are listening, I'm sorry for getting personal, but seriously, like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this lover spat will be over in four months, and yeah, I'll right. no longer be co-host. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Dude, he's not. I, I, after five months, there's no way. And like, even if he did, like, I don't. Like, you can't do that to a person and then just be hunker-dory, you know? No, I, I fully understand. No like, I've had people way. who just, like, didn't... I've actually tested uh, friendships with certain people. Like, I've I've waited to see how long somebody would actually try and reach out to me. Because I have a lot of so-called friendships yeah. where, like, the, the communication is 100% one way. Like, if I don't message them, we don't talk. And I'm like, I've gotten to the point, I'm only 27, but I feel like a 60-year-old man <laughs> where I'm like, I don't have time for your shit. You either want to be my friend or you don't. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to play this game. Like, it's just like, you know, and if you're not going to give an effort to a friendship, which is still, it's a form of relationship. It's a 50-50 thing, you know? So, so what's that say about me when I don't talk to Richie for like a month and then reach out to him to do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. To be fair, to be fair, it was like six months. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh god! Josh and I had a kind of argument because yeah, Josh doesn't me. really read my sarcasm very well, and I'm an entirely sarcastic person. That's why I said ninety-nine percent of the time I talk, it is just. It is just trash coming out of my mouth. And people were like, what is wrong with you? And that's I'm like, nothing, we're bros. That's why I said I'll be less of a snowflake. <laughs> and it's funny because like, if I'm super mean to you, it's probably because I like you. Yeah. And like, I'm yeah. really just busting your balls. Like, the meaner I am to you, it really just means the more I, I like think, you. I think what's which interesting. Which is like the most retarded childish yeah. way I think of having friendships. What's but. interesting about that, though, is I've, I've seen you actually mad. 
and you're not like insulting people. You you you're like no nonsense. You're like a no nonsense kind of person when you're mad. So I should have realized that like oh he's not really being a jerk. He's just joking. No, I'm just I'm just a jerk. Like yeah. like everyone's like oh. Richie's such an asshole, but he's my ass. <laughs> if Richie goes silent, that's when you got to worry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, there's, a, there's a couple people who've learned that lesson over the years where they're like, wow, man, I thought you'd be, you <laughs> including know, really myself, up in my face and, and like try and, and like get a rile out of me to fight me. I'm like, no, no, no. It's when I go quietest that you should be most concerned. Yeah. Because I'm naturally loud, obnoxious human being. Same. And like all my friends know that. So like when I get quiet, there's two things wrong. I'm either super pissed off or I'm upset. Like those are, you know. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I, it's like a dog getting cornered and showing his teeth. Like you just, you know. Yeah. I, I get that. Um, but yeah, no, let's, so let's move away from James and never speak of, <laughs> never speak of him again. Um, <laughs> now we got the real gamer, the real MLG up in this podcast. Richie, I've done a couple of podcasts with you in the past. And I wanted you to have kind of have you as a guest on game electric. I wanted to have you as, as a guest on game electric for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like because of the, you you said it yourself like you don't vibe with james so much so that wasn't really a thing and like yeah and it's and it's let's just, i just want to clear this up in case yeah. james ever listens like it's not a disrespect to you if i don't vibe to you just, just people are different man like so it's, it's like you can't smash a puzzle piece that doesn't fit into the wrong spot it doesn't work like that yeah and all of a sudden you have grass on a blue sky that just no <laughs> exactly you know what i mean like yeah. it's unfortunate that i don't but like i just find him very clingy sometimes and i can't deal with clingy people like i can like, yeah but i can't at the same time well, like, yeah. there's a point where i'm like fuck off <laughs> yeah i think it's <laughs> leave me alone it's a really interesting situation because i've heard that from a lot of girls and then they'll be like but then he just broke up with me and it's like all right okay anyway anyway <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk about that off the cast if we ever have the opportunity to but it's not really yeah. worth it right now onward um, and forward because yeah. the real gamer boy is here baby. exactly the good boy the so we did one better um we have you as a co-host which is just like out with the trash and with the awesome, in my opinion. And that that's whether or not I was friends with James at all. Like his quality was terrible when it came to the podcast. It was hard to listen to. Um, I just, and I'm really big into like, I'm very meticulous about this and you sound great. Like your audio is amazing. So <laughs> really grateful for that. Um, and I just, I've been wanting to start this up for a while and had multiple offers to do it with other people. But it was like, I don't know. I just, I wanted to do it with somebody. Well, not do it. Um, I wanted to do the podcast with people. Like I didn't want to do it with only people I associated with online. Cause you know how that can go. Like I, I no offense to anybody that asked to do it with me. I just, if I don't know you in person, if I can't like spend genuine actual time with you, if I don't have the opportunity to do that, it's not, it's not as personal and it's, we don't, we're not going to have as good a podcast together in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it took me like 10 months to get this started back up, which is ironic because the first, the first one that I made on game electric was, uh, 20 months ago. <laughs> so, or yeah. So 10 months before that. So <laughs> apparently I get the itch to every 10 months to, <laughs> to start creating content again or something, but I really want to stick with this. So thank you so much, Richie. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited for this. Woo, feature. Thank you. Awesome. So we're a little late to the game, but today we're talking all about E3. 
Um, which what was your what was your favorite conference of of all of them? Let's get that on the board. I honestly, if I had to just pin it down to one, I was really really psyched about the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Definitely, like I've been really like, uh, like I love role playing games. I absolutely love them. They're my all time favorite. Some of the oldest games I ever started playing and. And I'm really also like huge into Star Wars. Like I love sci-fi, as you know. Yeah. So like Cyberpunk just really like reaches out and slaps me in the face. Like in and currently I'm actually playing through Witcher 3 right now, which I never I never really like dove into that game super hard. It just didn't didn't have that effect. Like it just grabbed me in and I was like, I have to fucking know what happens next. Like Definitely. when I played Red Redem- Red Dead Redemption 2 when it came out back in November, like I didn't stop playing that game for like a month until I beat it. Cause I had to know what was happening in the story. Like it's I just so needed to know, but at the same time I was like, I don't want to run through it. Cause I just want to enjoy this. And yeah. like, I just didn't get that from the Witcher three, but I, I really think cyberpunk 277 is going to grab me like that. Just cause it's, it's just the cyberpunk theme is mm-hmm. like one of my favorites ever like blade runner. Oh, love it. Yeah, and I mean graphically, if it's if it's gonna be like one of the first games using genuine ray tracing, like uh, it's gonna look insane. Oh, I know, and but... I just my pocketbook is already pissed at me. So, so you would not say carry a pocketbook? Yeah. <laughs> you would say Microsoft was your your go to because you got the Keanu goodness. That was yeah, your, that was your favorite. I mean, it's not to say like, oh, Xbox is the best. It's more like Microsoft because everything that you're gonna be getting on Xbox, you're gonna be getting on the PC. So. Yeah, which I'm I'm heavy into PC now. Like I I have a PS4 and I have an Xbox, but like I don't ever touch them. Like the last time I touched the PS4 was probably eight months ago when I beat Red Dead. Yeah, and like I haven't touched my Xbox in probably a year and a half. I just I prefer the computer. Hmm. Well, I mean just, it's it's hard to it's hard to justify at this point when it's like you've you've got exclusives, but we're talking like three to five at max. That's, that's being very generous. Yeah. We'll say three to five exclusives, but, but one to three good exclusives. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the reality of console gaming nowadays. I don't really, I, I love, I love gaming on console. I love gaming on PC, but that's this year, especially been few and far between as far as the games that I like the most that aren't already available on, on something else, you know? Yeah, like my PS4. Just take, just try and guess what you think I have. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's Spider Man. I have Uncharted. Like I have all the exclusives. That's why I have the PS4. Yeah, like exactly. I don't. I honestly couldn't, off the top of my head, tell you right now, an Xbox exclusive outside of like Forza. Yeah. Um, which I play Forza on my computer, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's and yeah, I don't think exclusives exist at this point, just because you can play it on PC and Xbox. It's more yeah, like I also just think Microsoft that like exclusives. Yeah, like exclusives just need to cease to exist. Like yeah. do you hate money? Mhm. Is do you hate it? Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it boils down to and cuz it's not even just a console war. Like I understand PlayStation's like you want to play these games, you better get a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. You're trying to sell your console, but at the same time, you're completely leaving out computer, which is an enormous section of yeah. the industry. It's like, oh, like, look, real here? your stupid, your Bluetooth and wired controller works with a PC, huh? Maybe huh. you should put those games on PC. That's ah, so stupid. Oh, man. So Oof. dumb. But um, God, I hate money. <laughs> I think uh, when it came to the amount of stuff and 
like releases and release dates, Microsoft definitely had it in the bag, like 100%. Yeah, the announcement of their new console, which we're going to cover on a separate yeah. uh, podcast, but uh, just to dabble in it just a little bit real quick, like mm. from what the specs that they announced is expected of this, it seems like a very large step for consoles, which is actually like really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like, know. I'm we're looking see. forward to it because it says holiday of next year. So, like, you got to think that's a year and a half away in your... I mean, the, the specs they were saying, I'm like, I, I will believe it when I see it. It was pretty much <laughs> how I saw it. I was like, you're talking, like, mid-range gaming PC mm-hmm. specs. But, you know, who knows what that price tag is going to look like. You know what I mean? I mean, the console war has only just gotten excessively more expensive yeah, over the past 10 years. Mid-range... If you if you haven't like made your own computer, um, audience listening, it, it's gonna be like eight hundred bucks. If if you were gonna make that those type of comparable specs in a PC, yeah, that's those are the price points you're looking at. Let alone not including the monitor and the keyboard and mouse and the Windows copy, which is always like a hundred bucks, like up upwards of a thousand for specs like that to do on a PC. Yeah, and that's and he's being like ultra generous because like I, <laughs> I'd like to say my computer is a higher end. I mean, I have a GTX 1080 Ti in my computer, which is, I think I paid, probably 800 bucks for it, just for mm. you're talking just a graphics card. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think I think Microsoft has really got a good head. They definitely took advantage of the fact that Sony was going to be there. I, I definitely think that's the biggest reason they were able to get so many uh, uh, just trailers in general, let alone whether they were exclusive or not, just trailers that yeah. they didn't have to share between Sony and Microsoft. I think that was really in their favor. So, And obviously Keanu being up there was great. <laughs> yeah, because who doesn't love Keanu? If you don't like Keanu, you're probably a sociopath. Yes, please unsubscribe. And I can't be friends with you. Yeah, <laughs> unsubscribe don't and stop leave. the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you listening. If you don't like Keanu, we don't like you. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, for me, it was, uh, I, it's always going to, if Squeenix is doing something Final Fantasy related, <laughs> it's hard not to love Square Enix. Uh, all the Final Fantasy Seven content that they started with was just amazing. Like it looks like it's, we'll talk about it, but it looks incredible. So I really liked it. It was obvious. It was in Japanese to American fashion, very awkward, like easily the most awkward one mm-hmm. between all of them because they got the translator with the English speaker, with the Japanese speaker, all trying to communicate to each other at the same time. So <laughs> that that's always a little a little risque. With I I don't know. I think it, it's cool though because it creates the authenticity. It keeps the the CEO and developers who happen to be Japanese they get to be on the stage. So worth it yeah it's just so funny because he would speak in japanese 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 and then the translation would come up and then tons of cheers (laughs) like all right (laughs) translate translate it's like a it's like an old kung fu movie where the words are lagging behind exactly yeah so that that was a little not great but otherwise yeah it was it was really good um so this yeah go ahead if I had to pick a second, though, I, I'd probably have to go with Bethesda, even though, you know, I was mm-hmm. unbelievably disappointed in no Elder Scrolls Six announcement. I'll just yeah complain about that at a later time. But yeah, um, their game Outer Worlds, the Outer Worlds looks sick, looks so good. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's it's sci fi, it's space like so obviously, like I said before, I mean, you're you're talking like from 
quote unquote, I've just, this is just what other people have said. They're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's basically fallout in space. And I'm like, okay, like you've got me. I mean, I know it's made by, you know, the same people who've done fallout previously. Yeah. So that's, we're talking like original fallout. So they really know what they're yeah. doing. Um, like they were, they were there from the beginning. They're the, they're the reason fallout so successful to begin with. Yeah. You're, you're talking real role-playing like the, yeah. The, the essentials that people actually love about it. Definitely. Do we, yeah, we have outer worlds on this list, so we'll get into that. I have some notes about yep. that. Um, the, so yeah, it was great. I, it was a lot less cringy than most, <laughs> than most, uh, uh, E3s that I've seen. So I, I was appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is going to be definitely a longer podcast since we got a lot of games to cover, but it's been a long time coming, literally 10 months since podcast episode 003. So, uh, I really don't mind how long it has to go. I just, I just want to make sure that we're covering the, the biggest of the big. And if you find that we miss anything or you want to talk about any of the, uh, games that you like during E3, feel free to comment down below. Um, and then definitely subscribe because next podcast, we're going to be talking about, uh, Scarlet and we're going to be talking about Halo Infinite among other things. And then after that, we're going to be talking about the games that we missed during E3 so it's definitely a catch-up period for the next few podcasts, and then thereafter we're going to be jumping into the newest news when it comes to gaming and other nerd-centric shit. <laughs> so it'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> I'm excited. Yep, me too. But without further ado, let's jump into let's jump into Cyberpunk. We've touched on it a little bit. I feel like such a broken record saying that is. Like Keanu Reeves is just the best. <laughs> uh, trust me, the the record playing is fine because I love Keanu. I love everything he does. Like talk about not just like okay, it's cool to have him in this game, but life in general to be so relevant, to be like such a big deal in the '90s, and then to come back, like and just be so uh, just loved. Yeah, and like he deserves it because like he is just. He's just a wonderful human being. And like, how can you not appreciate that in a, in an era where like people are so fake and yeah. everybody's always mad about everything and politics, this and politics, that you just have Keanu over here looking yeah. stunning, making yeah. beautiful John Wick movies, avenging his dog. Yeah. And just being, being a huge motorcycle dude. enthusiast, <laughs> which, just, which resonates with me because I have a motorcycle and I love it. Yeah. And there's just, I don't know. There's something so genuine. Like he just, you can really tell that he, he not only loves what he's doing, but he appreciates it. And I feel like that's kind of the opposite with celebrities. Like once you hit that celebrity status, that humility kind of goes out the window. Yeah. People just get so full of themselves. Yeah. And like, he didn't even have to be a gamer or anything on that stage. He resonated with everybody because he's just such a genuine guy. So that was, it was cool to see him. It was really, really cool. AKA, Keanu Reeves, aka Johnny Silverhand, which mm-hmm. um, did you did you ever touch on Cyberpunk twenty twenty two, the like old school tabletop game? Uh, I read into it a little bit after finding out uh, Silverhand's origins. Yeah, so now I kind of understand what we're kind of getting into with twenty seventy seven here. Yeah, so I'm wondering so. story wise, so that like if you if you like I used to have the book because my brother had the book when I was really little. And um, I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember there being a storyline in the manual. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if if 2077 is going to take that like like fully inspired from 2022 because it's not like we've had a 2022 video game. So 
I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but it's it's heavily influenced by that by that, mm-hmm. that tabletop game, which is really really cool and unique. I'm excited for it. But unlike a lot of 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 the world, I'm I'm trying to talk less about Keanu when it comes to Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> and talk a little more about the actual game itself cuz I feel like the trailer itself didn't give us a ton like we got we got the cinematic which don't get me wrong, cinematics are really, really cool, but they don't really touch on the game. I feel like we've gotten a, a, quite a bit of gameplay already for Cyberpunk 2077. There's been yeah. a 15-minute video. And um, so I was going to ask you this both, uh, like during this, but I think I know the answer. But on a scale of 1 to 10, being 1 being you couldn't care less, 10 being super hyped, how are you feeling about Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, I'm going to give it an 11 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> They just recently said that um, the the cyberpunk cars that are in the game will come to you when called, like your horse on Witcher. And uh-huh. I was like, okay, that is just <laughs> nerdgasm right That's there. That's so good. That's so sick. And I feel like that hype is not unfounded because, like, like we played The Witcher. Yeah, and, and as much just... as I didn't get into The Witcher, I appreciate everything about it. Like, it is a fantastic game. Yeah, and I will be able to get back to everybody on how I really feel about it once I beat it. But mm-hmm. just everything I've seen, like it's a wonderful game. It looks beautiful. The story's great. The acting's great. Like everything is really well done. Yeah. So it's like, how can you not appreciate a game just for the baseline of how it's made, what was put into it? You know, in an in an age of EA pumping out shit fests. Yeah. Like, how can you just not be totally psyched? Yeah, because we're talking about we're not talking about a studio that's like flushing out good stuff and flushing out garbage. It's literally like they've only had like really well received video games. And obviously Witcher one, like I can't get into that nowadays, but when it came out, it was a really big deal for its time then too. Mm -hmm. So they don't, they don't make bad games. I'm not going to until cyberpunk comes out and it's definitively a bad game. I'm going to say that that company as a whole makes incredible games. Mm -hmm. So I agree. Yeah, I'm excited. Anything else you want to touch on with Cyberpunk? Uh, no, I don't think so. Cool. I yeah. mean, we just once more things come out, we'll be able to talk about it more. I mean, yeah, we still got uh, what do we got? Ten months now until yeah. it comes out. We got time. As it is now, it's um, it's definitely like, uh, like a really really gorgeous shooter RPG. <laughs> Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, as system, and I mean, I don't know. I get, I definitely get some, some like Deus Ex vibes, kind of. Yes, yes, for sure, um, absolutely. But like, I don't know. I feel like I really like the Deus Ex gameplay, and I really like the story. But, but it's bland in in like graphics and coloration. It's kind of bland. Whereas this mm-hmm. just this just looks over the top. Yeah, this looks absolutely stunning as far as just visually speaking. And just style. The game, yeah, just the way it's done, it just looks so good. Hell yeah, I'm excited. And um, so you said you're playing The Witcher. What else are you playing now? Anything else? Just focus on The Witcher? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Forza because I like my racing games. I'm a, nice. I'm a gearhead. I like cars and stuff. But uh, yeah, I've been playing a little Forza, a little Witcher 3, and... uh. You know, like I dabble a little here and there. I've had like the worst game ADD for the past two months that I've probably <laughs> ever had in my life. Yeah, it's just horrific. Like, That's funny. It is 
It is totally not funny. You know, sort of video games I have right now. Yeah, unbelievably annoying. Like well, I go into my Steam and I'm like, Ugh, it's I don't even know what I want to play. I have like 45 half-beaten games, and I'm like, Ugh. it's it's funny to stop it from being sad because of how much I can relate to that. <laughs> like that is you my know, life like, too. I've been playing a lot of Destiny for the first time. I've been I've played through the first Destiny and I really didn't like it, so I didn't give Destiny two a chance. Two years later, I'm playing it with my brother, and I've really been liking that game. I, I It's funny you say that. I actually have it on computer. I got it when I bought my graphics card, and I just, like, I played it a little bit, but I didn't have anyone to play a little bit. Like, nobody I knew was playing it, uh, so I yeah. just kind of, I played a little bit by myself, and I was like, you know, it's, I, I enjoyed it, but I was like, I feel like this game would be much better with friends, honestly. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a fire team kind of game. Just yeah, run and gun with everybody, loot and shoot, stuff like that. I, I like it. I don't know when it's going to get old and be like, eh, I'm good now. But for the time being, <laughs> just because I really don't play many shooters just because of what you said. So mm-hmm. that kind of fills my, my shooter void. And um, as far as RPG gets to go, I'm playing the Zodiac Age right now, which uh, I, I didn't play 12 before, or is it 11? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I have to look at the box. But um, I didn't play the original before the remake. And so far, it's like not bad but it's hard when you played so so many of the newer final fantasy games that you love so Mm -hmm. much so i don't know i'm still on the fence about it but i'm playing that right now too and yeah i'm I'm dabbling right now in a little bit of like i don't know if you've ever played like yakuza zero i'm playing that a little bit it's uh it's my introduction to the yakuza series i've always wanted to play it but i never had a playstation so i never got to play this is my first yakuza and uh i'm enjoying it it's very it's (laughs) that's awesome you know it's very arcadey it's Mm -hmm. like kind of it's not that serious, which I kind of enjoy. It's just funny. Like, just the way you fight is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> You're just fighting 12 people at once, get throwing ninja kicks and shit. Like, it's just hilarious, and it's fun. And, like, nice. I'm also, I'm playing uh, Neo. I don't know if you've heard of that game. Yep. Uh, wait, it's like N- Nier or Neo? Neo. Um, oh, yeah, with the gray-haired guy, and the he's, like, got a samurai outfit. Yep. Yeah, that game looked really, really cool. Yeah, that. it is. It's very hard. It's very Dark Souls like, which I wasn't super into Dark Souls just yeah. because like I don't know, Dark Souls just never did it for me, I guess, which well, some people are probably going to be like, "This <laughs> fucking guy should lose her." <laughs> I couldn't Fine, even get man. I couldn't even get past the third boss of Dark Souls 2, so I am so good. <laughs> dude, uh, I'm still fighting the first boss on Neo, bro. Why do you think I stopped playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't but, know. Dark Souls is this genre in and of itself, I'm beginning to realize, so I kind of avoid yeah, like, those Dark games. Souls is is Dark Souls. Like it's a, it's its own category and like Another yeah. game I've been playing for probably the, like the past year um, is uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Do you know that one? Yeah, that's a great game. Oh, it's so good! Like I can't believe I don't I don't remember why I got out of it, but I think mm-hmm. I probably just got distracted by a different game or something, or you know had whatever going on. But like that, it's a role playing game, but it is like the most realistic role playing game yeah. I have ever played ever. Like you start out the game and you're just like the blacksmith's son. And, like, you can barely pick up a sword. Like, you can't sword fight to save your life, you know? It's not like you're not a Mary Sue. Like, you don't pick up the sword and you're like, I am God, and you slaughter everybody. Like, you pick up the sword and people, like, small infants beat your ass. Like, it's so funny. Like, you actually have to develop it and learn how to fight. Like, the game is just so good. It's so involved. It's The game is 100% underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I also am. just think it's just not that well-known. 
I remember seeing the trailers for it and there was like all this gameplay being released and I'm like, wow, this looks incredible. And then it like, I never noticed it being announced. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, it's out. <laughs> yeah. Like, you I just guess like, I'll play it. <laughs> it's like, no one's ever heard of it. And then like, yeah. I, put, I put a couple people onto it and they're like, wow, dude, where's this game been my whole life? I'm like, I don't know, man, but I love it. I love it so much. Like, it's just so well done. I mean, it's got its little bugs here and there, but like, let's be real here. So did Skyrim and nobody complains about that game. Let's be, let's be honest here. Like yeah. Skyrim had some interesting bugs and glitches, but mm-hmm. everybody who's ever played Skyrim has just got to love it. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Uh, losers didn't like it. We'll put yeah. it that way. I've, I've met people that didn't like it and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and they should never be allowed to have children and, and bring yeah. that bad juju into the world, man. Come on. That's a an odd situation, in my opinion. I, as a as somebody that likes video game, I I mean, I love epic fantasies of any kind. I really, mm-hmm. really that's like my forte. Whether it's movies, games, shows, that's what I like a lot. But I could I could never have played a game in my life, and if somebody handed me Skyrim, I would love it. <laughs> yeah, like, and but Skyrim, like I said, is one of those games that suffers from the Mary Sueitis. Like you pick up a sword in Skyrim, and like it's just easy to kill everybody. Like it's yeah. not that hard. I mean, like, obviously the guards and, like, the higher level people are, like, pretty hard and, like, the dragons and stuff are kind of hard. But, like, no, it's overall, hard, like, when, when I started playing Kingdom Come Deliverance, like, I was getting beat up by nobodies with sticks. Like, they're <laughs> throwing rocks at me and I'm dying. I'm like, oh, my God, why am I, why is this so hard? I kind of like, balance. really have to try. I kind of look at games as balancing the difficulty level with the length of the game. Like, Skyrim's a pretty long game if you want to do, like, everything. So I think maybe that's yeah, why they so make with it, it be, easier. Yeah, with it being a little easier, yeah. And, like, I haven't beat Kingdom Come Deliverance, but from what I understand, it's not super long. Like, yeah. I know it's it's got to be probably somewhere between 20 and 40 hours of playtime, which is a decent amount of playtime. Some people are like, oh, that's nothing. Like, yeah, for some people, that's a lot. Like, I know people who have had Red Dead Redemption since it came out and, like... Uh, are like barely into the game. Like I think there's like six <laughs> chapters in that game and like they're on chapter two. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So like just just because you're a hardcore gamer and like you can play the hell out of something doesn't mean everybody does, man. I just think it's crazy that like Dark Souls is a like a forty five plus hour game and and then on top of that difficulty level, like it would take me a lifetime <laughs> to yeah, beat that I, game. <laughs> And it would be a poor life that I would live. <laughs> I would be oh, so man, just be depressed so mad. and mad. So mad all the time. <laughs> like, why are you so upset? Nothing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just this game, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. No. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. I, I just want there to be a medium because I really th- I think it's a gorgeous game. I think it looks really, really cool. I would mm-hmm. really like to be able to progress in it, please. <laughs> like they- I don't. It's like people people like that will make fun of people like us because they're like, oh, you want an easier Dark Souls? Yeah, bro. Yeah. I, I, I have a <laughs> life, man. I'd like to be able to beat the game and get on with it. You know, like there's other games out there. And like, I know people who like have been playing Dark Souls for like years. And I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know how you do it. Like, I'd, I'd have the worst anger problems all the time. They're like, it's like Ninja Gaiden, man. Oh, I don't know if you know this, but it turns out you cannot beat Dark Souls with a girlfriend or a social life. It's not. It's not possible. <laughs> I didn't know that, but not I can see why. <laughs> you gotta let everything go. <laughs> Somewhere out there right now, it's like I beat it. I have a girlfriend. We're not talking about your waifu pillow, bro. Calm down. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Josh's like, hey man, I, I happen to have a waifu. <laughs> <laughs> 
too hard. Goddamn weebs. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, we were talking about cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, so Cyberpunk, great game, eleven out of ten. We're we're calling it. Like, obviously, IGN is gonna give it a six for too much water. Whatever, doesn't matter. <laughs> I am gonna give it a good rating because I know it's gonna be great. And I think if it's not, it's see. The thing is, even their even their like base level for Crytek is going to be better than a lot of game out there. That's mm-hmm. they're a great company, but um. Yeah, so what do you think of the Breath of the Wild expansion that they announced? Uh, I think it's cool. Breath of the Wild is one of those games I didn't actually play very much of. Like, I've probably played a total of, like, two, three hours of Breath of the Wild. I am in no way an expert or anybody. Yeah. Like, no one should ever go to me for fucking Breath of the Wild advice. Yeah. Ever, because I couldn't even... I can't give it to you, unfortunately. I apologize. So I I was gonna... I was kind of hoping... You were on the other end of the spectrum of me, but not really. Um, I've <laughs> I've played it all the way through, and I just don't. I I'm gonna let me just preface with the fact that I have the unpopular opinion when it comes to Breath of the Wild. I just don't enjoy that game, and I've I've had past tangents and other in other podcasts, so I won't get in. I digress. <laughs> but yeah, so from from what I've understand and like I've just from what I've seen, because like uh, you know my girlfriend Maddie, like she she loves that game. She played the hell yeah. out of it. I don't know if she ever beat it to be honest, but um, mm-hmm. you know, like she played it a lot, and like I would watch her play it, and like so like just things I've seen, yeah, that I was just like, why, why though, like Ex- exactly. For, like the when it starts raining and you're climbing and you just fall and I'm like Or you get electrocuted for wearing metal. <laughs> I, I'm like, why though? Why? Why <laughs> why? And like the the weapon system and how easily they all break and I'm just mm-hmm. like why though? Yeah, I like just it just seems like not, it doesn't doesn't seem like it makes it harder, it just seems like it makes it more annoying. Yes, exactly. Ex- thank you. God. <laughs> I That's, have a That's big my issue. Opinion, I'm standing to it. I have such a big issue with the stamina system on everything. A survival game does not mean a stamina system has everything. And second of all, why is the Breath of the Wild game stamina uh, freaking survival based? Like it's why is the Zelda game? Sorry, I'm getting flustered. I, I really, I am a huge Zelda fan, and Breath of the Wild does not feel like Zelda to me at all, other than the music, oh, the dude. graphics, and the character. Ocarina of Time was my childhood. Yes. Okay, so like to see this game and just be like, why though? Yeah, exactly. And and I get it. It's the less linear path. They wanted to get more into the Western style open world, and I appreciate the open world. I think it's great. Which is fine, but, but like, stop breaking go... my weapons. <laughs> yeah, even even like you know, take a little hint from like Skyrim, make Zelda into Skyrim. Yeah, style. exactly. And I mean, you know? and I mean. Skyrim has a stamina bar where if you're running, you're sprinting, there's stamina. Okay, great. Do it with your cl- if you're climbing, I guess even if you're gliding, which uh, har- harm dexterity, sure, that makes sense. <laughs> it, but to do it with your weapons and armor and and everything is garbage. But so obviously when I saw that there was a Breath of the Wild expansion, I was not really surprised, but not happy about it. Um the expansion is like the problem is if you we were expecting I was at least expecting a new a new type of Zelda, which we kinda got it. There's a 
the um what is it called it's like the expansion to the 3ds one but it's on switch zelda so Link, links, links awakening it? links awakening in an expansion or is it now its own game because I'm, I'm i mean technically they're all their own games and i'm sure breath of the wilds expansion will be its own thing entirely when it comes to like mm-hmm. the storyline and stuff um but and as far as where it's all going to match up in the timeline that's a whole nother that's a that's a podcast in and of itself yep. but i think so it's like link to the past i don't i i think you're right i don't think it's an expansion to the 3ds version because that's called um oh it's been so long but it's with paintings and links link to the past i i don't know if it's it's not the 3ds version but it may be a sequel to from links awake from link to the past to links awakening but mm-hmm. i'm not positive that looks great i think i'll have a good time with that um but i was hoping for like for the main series to get a new zelda and i don't know yeah breath just of- something fresh not like breath of the wild 2 but like yeah you know its own thing cuz like it kind of seems like have you ever noticed that like none of the Zeldas are ever really alike? I mean, the earlier yeah. ones obviously were restricted by yeah the gaming of the time, but like and like Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask had the same game engine, but they were wildly different games. Yeah, they were very different games. Just like just everything that of how it worked in the game was different. Just the point of it, how you went about it, was all different. Like, and I never really got into Majora's Mask because it was so wildly different from Ocarina of Time. Yeah. So really, I just replay Ocarina of Time for the millionth time. Yeah, and that's that's where my the legacy stands, in my opinion. It's not Breath of the Wild. It's Ocarina of Time. Link to the Past is still my favorite game of all time, just for the story. I think the story is incredible, um, regardless of what you think of the gameplay or if you like the overtop system. I love, love, love Link to the Past and then Ocarina of Time thereafter. And I guess I guess Twilight Princess would be in third. Twilight Princess was really good. Um, Skyward Sword was such a struggle, but it was decent. If the controls had been better, it would have been a really fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Breath of the Wild, it's dead last for me. And it just feels, it feels lazy. Like the expansion frustrates me because it makes me feel like they're doing this as opposed to making a new Zelda game. And it feels like the path of least resistance for Nintendo, which no offense, but they've been taking that route for some time. It seems like, like there's been a lot of games that it's taken them forever to announce. And we're still waiting on those games. Like, I don't know. I, I hope, I hope it's good. I'm, I'm, if anything, it makes sense for it to be like, because from the trailer, it looked a lot dark, darker, like creepier. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll, this will be the the Majora's Mask to Breath of the Wild that Majora's Mask was to Ocarina of Time. It could be its own game entirely. I don't know yet. but Yeah, we shouldn't, shouldn't prejudge it too hard, I guess. <laughs> and maybe they'll fix the yeah. shitty weapon system and the armor and breaking of everything. That would be nice. Which but... I just, I hate in any game, to be honest. It just isn't. Yeah, weapon, just weapon systems where they just break, you know, two seconds. It's just irritating. Yeah, and that's I like think it takes away from the gameplay itself. Yeah, I feel like any anything that does that, it's it's their pandering time. Like they're trying to make you play the game longer unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's more my concern is that it's an expansion to Breath of the Wild. Um, whether or not it'll be good or not remains to be seen, and I'm sure everybody will love it. I'm like I I was on the the whole situation where during Game Awards 2018, 
uh, Breath of the Wild one game of the year. And uh, freaking Zero Dawn, Horizon Zero Dawn won like nothing. And that was easily my favorite game that year. I have that game. I played it super late. I got it last year. But like, I love that game. That's another game that I'd like to actually get back into because that game is super fun. So it's incredible. Like having played both. I played Horizon Zero Dawn far more than I would ever play Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what we're going to get. It's a Zelda title. People are going to love it. And mm-hmm. frustrates me, but there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, it's it's the fandom of things. There's You know, you got your fanboys and everything, so it's yeah. just take it with a grain of salt, cause, just because, yeah, and you really, know. If, if mechanically it's ultimately Breath of the Wild, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think either of us are really going to enjoy it that much. But I yeah, understand. If it's anything like Breath of the Wild, it's going to be a no for me, Doug. Yeah, and people are saying, like, oh, they announced the Breath of the Wild expansion, so they won E3. And it's like, ah! <laughs> that That's what happened last year, too. They they had a Metroid <laughs> 4 title, and they had a Pokemon main release title, and apparently they won E3 because of those. T- and it's like, no, that's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> That's that's definitely like catering to the to the main audience there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I was really excited for Pokemon, the Sword and Shield. I think that looks great. Animal Crossing looks really cool. I think we only have Breath of the Wild as far as Nintendo games to talk about. So if you wanted to talk about any of the other things that you saw in Nintendo's press conference, this would be the time to do it. No, I mean, uh, the new Pokemon game looks pretty cool. I love Pokemon. I mean, who doesn't? Weirdos yeah. don't. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll play that more than likely. Yeah, definitely. Just because, like, I just love all things Pokemon. And inside, I'm still that seven-year-old playing it, so. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's there's kind of no getting around Pokemon for everybody. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't know anybody Before that does like Pokemon. I got like an Pokemon. iPhone, when I still had an Android, I used to have the little Nintendo app and I'd have the, I'd download the little ROMs and I'd play yep. Pokemon on my phone all the time. Like it was just fun, man. Like I, if I could do it on my iPhone right now, I would definitely. I also liked how, so with sun and moon, the, the tiger thing totally looks like, like a mech, like a Zoid esque, like robot thing. And now they got two robot looking wolves in the new one. And it's like, man, they're, they're getting kind of epic with these Pokemon nowadays. They look really, really cool. <laughs> I know they're, they're, yeah. I mean, it's still, I still miss the OGs, but like that's yeah. just, that's just nostalgia talking. Like you gotta give new things a chance. It's, Definitely. You know, <clears throat> Battlefront Two. Everybody get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, what I'm sorry. Did I say to. that? No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, dude. I have played the hell out of the new Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. mostly online, and I understand people's frustration in being like, "There's no Galactic Conquest." I agree. Yeah, that shit is fucking frustrating because that was the best part of the first Battlefront. Mm-hmm. But I played the first Battlefront 2 online the other night with a friend. Yeah. Holy fuck! Miss me with that weak shit. That game is so <laughs> bad. Stop it. Yeah. No, you're right. I think. For for people like not to get too far into that, just because that's that's so. And I was it's funny because I was originally <laughs> gonna troll you and I was gonna do the gameplay for the podcast today as Battlefront Two. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily you couldn't. 
Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. 240p potato action. Yeah, Thank no you, thanks. <laughs> good old OB. Good old BS. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll send you a cell phone video of that later so you can All see right. what I'm talking about. It is. Well, Oof. you want to talk about bastardized production. I had to tape my microphone to my boob stand because I was twisting it. And I was like, mm, it's a little loose. Twist. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, great. <laughs> it's literally an hour till the podcast. This is great. <laughs> but yeah, um, what I think. Yeah, I, I don't even know that I want to get into Battlefront because I think it's a great game too. I think that the issue that everyone had about it was because you had the perfect formula for the gameplay and the modes and they they outright didn't do it, especially in Battlefront 1. But what frustrates me is I think uh, Battlefront 2 is a, a genuinely repurposed, well-made Battlefront and people still complain. I agree. And it's it, like, is, it is. I played, I remember when the beta came out, I beta tested it. And then I beta tested it, and then I had already been playing Battlefront at the time, just because, like, it, it's Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars nerd. I'm going to fucking play it anyway. Definitely. But I played it, and, like, going back from that beta to the original, I was like, oh, my God, this game is shit. This game yeah. is totally shit. Yeah, But, like, Battlefront 2 is just, it's so much fun. Like, when you, like, I normally play Battlefront 2, and, like, I, I at one point, I was very, very good at it. Like, very good at it. And I love third-person shooters. It's an mm-hmm. unpopular opinion, but, oh, well, I, it's mine, and I'm sticking <laughs> to it. Um, I find Battlefront 2 to be a lot of fun online. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of a balance between arcade and, like, kind of in-depth shooting, and I like that. Like, it's, it doesn't take itself too serious, but, like, it also isn't a cartoony game. You know what I mean? Definitely. And I think it's one of those things where in the in the two, the developers listen to a lot of the complaints. And it's like, oh, you fixed everything that I complained about with Battlefront 1, but I'm still going to complain. I'm still going <laughs> to complain because you didn't give me Collect Conquest. And I'm yeah. like, all right, like the, the story mode was cool in Battlefront 2. I mean, Battlefront 1 was just... Meh. Yeah, no, I agree. But like, I can understand being disappointed mm-hmm. in in the single player aspect of the new battlefront but to say overall it's a shit game and like i understand that a lot of the criticism comes from the old loop loot crates that yeah. they were doing in the game and well, i didn't agree with that either but it didn't take anything modes, away from me the modes were locked down like you, they had, they were time based unless you paid Oh, I don't think I remember that. That was that was rough. There was a lot of rough things that I think they, they we're talking like like pre-patch, you know? Like mm-hmm. they they fixed a lot in Battlefront 1 too. Oh, dude, the new, <laughs> the new Battlefront 2, like they've changed it from the original game to what it is now. It's a completely different game. Like the leveling system, everything is completely different. Yeah. They've even they've even uh, I don't know if you played recently, but they've knocked down how many points you need to get heroes. So like nice. any Joe Schmo now can just about get a hero if you just play Decent, I, like if you're decently I, playing, like you can get a hero now. Like are you I used jumping to be into super that? good. Are you jumping into that on PC or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I could get behind that for sure. Definitely play that. But since we're on the topic of of freaking Star Wars, let's skip down to Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> it's a little ahead. But since we're we're here, let's just do it. Like we'll, um, we'll backtrack. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And but yeah, dude. Ubisoft started out strong. Oh my gosh, uh, that was or that was EA Play. Sorry, sorry. EA Play. <laughs> EA Play. <laughs> and I'm not one of these EA haters. I play a lot of shit by EA, and I have my entire life. Like I'm just not gonna. Like, yeah. just, just I 
I do see why some things done by EA are complete shit. Uh, I'm not going to defend him on all fronts. Yeah. Because uh, the new Need for Speed payback was shit, and the Need for Speed in 2015 was great. So, so I said it. I think it's really important to acknowledge that EA is a production company. <laughs> yeah. And, and they, they have a variety of developers under their belt. Yeah. So. Like, you guys want to yell at EA for shit that they're really just like, we didn't build this, but we're going to put our logo on it. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, EA is going to have to take the responsibility when it comes to some of the microtransactions, the loot boxes, the Mm -hmm. the time gates, stuff like that. Like, yeah, the the term, oh, that game got EA'd or Activision is a real thing. (laughs) Yeah, and like, we're just living, I don't know, we're just living in a very strange time. Like, do you remember, like, I don't know, it had to have been maybe 12 years ago that, like, DLC became a thing, and, like, people were furious about that, and now, like, DLC is just, it's very commonly accepted to buy the DLC pass for an extra 20 bucks yeah. on top of the game. Like, not everybody agrees with it, and, like, that's fine, like, you're poor, get a job, that's fine. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that, but Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, like, I, I don't have a problem giving an extra 20 bucks for them to basically, like, look, Yeah. for example, if you bought the Fallout 4 pass, I think it was, like, I think I got it on sale for 30 bucks when mm-hmm. it first came out. Yeah. You basically got an enormous amount of more Fallout 4. Like, let's be yeah. real here. You got a hell of a lot more storylines. Like, you got, you got, you got $30 worth, and you know it, bitch, okay? Yeah. I think that's, you did. that's what it boils down to is like the value versus the cost. And that's such a struggle to balance because you've got so many people playing the game. Like I know, I know I like I played the shit out of Overwatch for a long time and I put so much money into the loot boxes because I adored the skins and I wanted like, and if you look at my roster, like everyone has like all the skins right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like, know people at- that don't give a shit about the skins. You know? Look at motherfuckers playing Fortnite right now. Everybody's got to have the new skin. Like, yeah. first of all, I don't even like to play Fortnite. It's not for me. Like, I don't think it's a shit game. Like, people are like, oh, Fortnite shit. You can make whatever you want. <laughs> I, it's just not for me. I just don't dig it. So yeah. I'm just not into it. But, like, people don't complain about buying skins and shit. Yeah. Nobody complains about that. I think it, once it gets into the territory of, like, pay to win, that becomes an yes. issue. Yes, yes. EA has definitely which, had that. Yes, and I agree that, like, they they've had that but they fixed it. So like, you got to give props where props are due because you can't just beat a dog even when it does good things. Even the old Republic, I hadn't played that in like a few years and I was expecting it to, to go straight into, Oh, I can't do this because it's free to play. I did not feel like my experience was hindered at all with the free to play account, which was really awesome and surprising to me. The free to play account that the older public now offers you get, I would say, at least 60, 65% of the entire game. You really yep. do. And and there's a lot to the older public now. There is a lot. And then if you if you pay for one month and you cancel your subscription, you probably get like 80% of the game thereafter because I found out that you unlock the expansions and you don't need to keep your subscription. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, that's incredible. But anywho, Fallen Order, it's by EA, as you can tell. <laughs> but it looks... Starring... Cameron Monaghan. Yeah, dude, that and he's not like psychotic. <laughs> like he looks yeah. he's not he's not like one-eyed Willie <laughs> like he was yeah, in he's... the in the wrong one. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. But 
I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm hoping that it shows like him going into like his kind of crazy esqueness in this game. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about this game so far. Like, I really? just feel like I don't. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, because it's Star Wars and it's yeah. lightsabers and like that. That I love that. I love that shit. But like, <sighs> I just I can't definitively say like. If, Okay, on a hype scale, I'm probably an eight right now. Yeah, seven or eight. Well, the problem is seven or eight. The 15 minute gameplay trailer, like, there's so much to decompile on that, and it's not really clear what control wise and gameplay wise he's actually doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you've, really hard to gauge it. Yeah, like you've got the health bar, uh, and and you've got his uh, his stim packs loaded. That's pretty much the only UI you were kind of seeing during that. So. Mm-hmm. Like my big question would be if you haven't seen the tra- the gameplay trailer, go check it out. Jedi Fallen Order it looks really really cool. Um, like if are we talking here? Um, like when we're fighting regular stormtroopers, it was awesome. Like basically no contest, swing of the sword, you're good. But while watching the trailer, I was wondering how much of it was just like telegraphs, and you press the button and you see like a choreographic scene, and how much was actually like moves with the controller. Cause it's it's not clear. Like they don't. I, it, some of it seemed really complicated to to do on a, just a a rinky dink controller. Um, yeah, I don't and, know. I don't know. It, I'm looking forward to the game. I just I want to say I'm gonna let more come out before I really decide. Because everyone's just like it's EA shit. It's EA shit. It's like calm. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Like you you people. If you're listening and you're like that, you are what's wrong with the gaming industry right now. Like you need to stop being like that. Yeah. Try actually giving shit hope. Yeah. And it's, it's hard for me to like, I, I based my opinion on the breath of the wild expansion by what I experienced in the actual game. So like, it's, it's kind of a given if you like, if you don't like a game, the original of a game that's in the same game engine and it's expansion to the other chances are, you're not going to like it, but am I going to try it and see if it's any good? Absolutely. Like that's the kind of gamer I am. I don't want to, shit all over something before it officially releases and that's yeah i like to give things a, a fair shake and like if i don't like it after that then i don't <laughs> like it like that's just how that's just how it is and yeah. like this new the jedi fallen order like i feel like it has a it has a lot of just a lot of promise to it i just don't want to give it too much hype yeah and i don't want to give it too little like i just want to let it come out and do its thing and like it seems like it's going to be very story based and like I really like that cuz I'm mm-hmm. I'm very I'm into really good stories. Yeah. That's how I am. I feel like gameplay wise it was really similar to like Uncharted. Oh, I was going to say the exact Which same thing. Really like, it surprised me. me. Very similar of like Uncharted. Seems like a linear, linear. Yeah, linear esque yeah. Uncharted esque badass game. Um which it's not a bad thing. I was just surprised because yeah, like go ahead. Um, you know, like I'm not super into linear style games, mm-hmm. but like if a story is good, then I get over it. Like I said, like I'm really into story based things, and like I can get over things that I wouldn't normally like. Yeah, if the story is worth it. Yeah, definitely, and I I think I think it'll be good. I. I remember when Star Wars 1333 got canceled like that. That was really a kick in the balls, but I guess that was pre Disney, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. was, um, that, 
that was a heartbreak for me as an enormous fan of Boba Fett. Because if you guys don't know, that was a Boba Fett game. Yeah. So that was a really crushing blow to me, especially since they wiped the expanded universe and not a single thing has come out Boba Fett wise since. So that's yeah. kind of been uh, heartbreaking as an enormous Boba Fett fan. And absolutely. I saw something on Twitter the other day that irritated the shit out of me. And it was like basically making fun of Boba Fett fans saying like, wow, you have like the most dullest, non-exciting favorite hero of all time and i'm like that's that's not true if you've read the expanded universe which i did like i've i own 250 star wars books like yeah. i guess you could say i'm a fan I suppose. <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> but like boba fett was always my favorite character he yeah obviously if you're basing boba fett just off the movies yeah there's really not much to him he stands there looking cool mm -hmm. and then falls into a big fucking sand vagina so <laughs> how much yeah obviously. How, how much would you say of those books had had boba fett how many books or how many quite a bit yeah. he actually it, it became a very big person in the expanded universe and like um you know he didn't he, he didn't end up always being the enemy of han and luke yep. and all them and he not like him okay spoiler alert not that it's new and doesn't even exist anymore, but at one point in the Expanded Universe, about 40 years after Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett trains Han Solo's daughter to then kill her own brother, who became bad. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so and I was like, oh, okay, you're talking That's about really about interesting. So you're um, saying... Kylo and... Uh, you're Ray, saying there's, pl there's plenty of source material to pull that into the cinematic or, or gaming... The, canoti Absolutely. the canonical there's, universe. There's an, yeah, there's an enormous amount of parallels right now that I don't want to have to get into right yeah. now because it just takes too much time. There's a lot of parallels between the expanded universe and the current Star Wars movies mm -hmm. that are coming out right now. So, Yeah, they got to you know. rein that back in, man. That, that, why would you take away so much good source material? Uh, oh, crap. My alarm's going off. One sec. Oh, man. Wake up. I'm so sorry. Okay, Google, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that that's so sorry <laughs> uh, like not to, i'm not gonna get into it but the last jedi is, yeah is had its moments is mm -hmm. the nicest way i can put it it had good moments well, in it i mean the part where so in the trailer if you haven't seen it jedi fallen order check it out in the trailer they show they're like they do the kylo ren freeze laser and and then they pull a, a trooper into that that is like the most campy, like, hey, remember when this happened in, in Force <laughs> Awakens moment? Like, come, give us new stuff, first of all. Like, it's a cool moment, absolutely. But you pandered to, like, the lowest of the low <laughs> when it came to, to Star Wars fans. Like, I'm the kind of person when I watch all the movies and I go and everybody's like, yeah, this is so good. I'm like, yeah, it's great. But have you seen like the old Republic cinematics? Because those are over the top. Incredible. Like that game, that game is so OP, man. It really is Yeah, like that. Those, those are the movies I'm wishing for. Um, have you uh, seen? Yeah. They look at a little, uh, production going on. The old Republic. Right are now, you dude. kidding? I am not kidting. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh and my like, gosh. All the fans are like, make Keanu Revan! <laughs> the big question is is it going to be live action or is it going to be CGI as a movie? Cause... I believe it's going to be live action, and I can't remember. Mm. It's either going to be a trilogy series or it's going to be a TV series. And either way, I'm excited. Like right now, 
They're working on the Mandalorian TV series. Well, I don't think they're working on it anymore. It comes out actually in a few months when the Disney yeah. uh, service comes online. That show will be ready day one. And if you guys haven't seen that, go check that out. That looks super badass. I just know that with with uh, the world, the Warcraft movie, like all the CGI was really really cool, and then all the live action was just eh. like I've that... only seen part of that movie to be a hundred percent honest, so I can't it, really. It wasn't great. I just feel like if it if it had been a full Blizzard production in CGI, it would have been one of the best game to movie adaptations ever made. Yeah, like Easily. I really like like stylized things, the CGI, like Beowulf, when they did that, I really liked that movie. I thought that was cool. That was like yeah. motion capture CGI. So it was like kind of live action, but it, not really, obviously. It, it depends on the developer, like the yeah. whoever's making the movie, in my opinion. Like, um, But yeah, that those are the things I go to when it comes to Star Wars. Um, same with Force Unleashed, like the, the over-the-top force powers, the crazy amazingness. Um, that's, that's what I want to see in this game. And that's what I want to see in the films too, is what I really like from the video games is when they do the things that are just not easy to do in filming. Like you can't, yeah, like you said, like you can't do the force unleashed as a film. It just doesn't work that well. You can do it as a CGI, but absolutely. Yeah. And we'll get there. It's we're getting to that point, but like people will talk about all the stuff that happened during, um, during the force awakened and the last Jedi, which oh, different opinions on that. Um, but like, remember the part in the Knights of the old Republic cinematic when they brought down an entire star destroyer. <laughs> yep. Like how about that moment where it's literally like the, the just so crazy and incredible. Like that's, that's all. I oh, want. The, oh, it's just so good. And like, yeah. So yeah. Back to Jedi. Back to Jedi photo. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, we could talk about Star Wars forever, but when it comes to Jedi Fallen Order, um, the main character, this, this is kind of my biggest issue. It, he's basic as all hell. Like that was another thing that I liked about 1333 is there was a really unique storyline happening with 1333, but like this guy is just like, like a prepubescent good at force powers boy. Like he doesn't really have much of a personality yet. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm hoping to see more just because like the the actor who does the character is Cameron Monaghan. If you guys don't know, he did um the Gotham the Gotham TV show, which I loved, and I love Cameron Monaghan. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. <laughs> so, but it's just <sighs> when they announced that it was Cameron Monaghan, I was like, oh snappity! I thought it was gonna be this crazy thing, and mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be really cool. And like I'm, I mean. Like you said, it looks like it's going to be very Uncharted-esque, and I'm like, all yeah. right, I can I can give this a chance. That's what I'm going to do. It just seems, you know, like like it has good potential. I just don't I just don't want to judge it quite yet. Yeah, I think I was mixed. Uh, I believe it was alpha footage that we saw, because so, like, I thought some of the graphics looked unfinished. Yeah. And uh, I guess it was pre-alpha footage, and I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense, though. So I'm like, we could be seeing something entirely different. I think some damage control when you said Kamen Monahan, I think I was mixing up. <laughs> I was totally mixing up the guy. I I wasn't thinking about the main actor. I was thinking about the, the guy from rogue one. Who's also in this game. Uh, do you remember that actor's name? Yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. So yeah, his story. I, I hope that they delve into his story. That, that was a surprise <laughs> to me. 
Um, well, his story is very interesting because he is one of the first characters to have ever been created on. He he was originally on the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. And then he became a live action character. So like he's one of the first characters to ever get that treatment. Yeah. That'll so be now he's been he's been tossing the games now the movie he was he was you know a cartoon so like it's you know I'm hoping to see things like that in the future but in reverse mm-hmm. like I'm hoping you know like with the new Han Solo movie which I enjoyed yeah. Darth Maul came back and everyone was so confused but I'm like I've watched the Clone Wars and I've read all the expanded universe yep. I knew this was happening a long ass time ago. Definitely, and I mean, if they'll expand on that, great. I don't. I really don't know as far as I because I I did distinctly remember the the director of Han Solo just saying that that was his favorite villain and he wanted to implement him into this movie in some way. So I I don't know if they're gonna expand on that. I have no idea. Um, but if yeah, you- unfortunately, I believe that they are are kind of on pause with the Han Solo sequel because it was originally gonna be. I was actually looking forward to the sequel more than I was the first movie. I enjoyed the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, um, but when it comes to, so Gotham, if you've watched Gotham and that actor, his range is absolutely incredible as such, as such a young actor that he is. Mm -hmm. I really hope they take advantage of that. And that trailer did not show that at all. And for us at this point, we're plateauing when it comes to gaming where graphics are going to be incredible for a very, very long time. Action is going to be really, really good for a very long time. The personal attachments that we have to these characters are what matter. If you're, Mm -hmm. if any game developer of any kind, doesn't matter if you're indie big, doesn't matter if you hear this someday, this that's what matters is story and character progression and our attachments to those characters. So if you're just going to give me a blank canvas, unless it's a Zelda game, which we get that, and but even Zelda has his personality without even talking, you know, mm-hmm. like we have a deep connection with Zelda uh, with Link without even talking. So sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> oh my god! I do somebody, it all the time. Somebody just I do it all the time. Just put your name on a kill list. <laughs> the Zelda franchise, Link doesn't even have to talk to become a personal character. So they need to do that. Well, as far as the main character goes. What were you getting vibes of? What were you thinking, like an Anakin or Obi Wan or Ray kind of feeling? Like what? What, what was he giving you vibes for? He seems pretty powerful for a character we've never heard of. Is yeah. basically my concern. That's true. Is, is he? It's I. I believe it's it's shortly after, probably episode three. Within, so, pro- I would say there's like a it's like a 19 years between episode three. In episode four, if you guys so it didn't says know. it says it takes place a few years after the Empire killed most of the Jedi during the infamous Order sixty six. So okay, so we could just say a rough estimate ten years. So about halfway between the movies. Yeah. So he this guy would have been what ten when the Clone Wars happened in Order mm-hmm. sixty six, and I'm like now all of a sudden he's a ninja, and like this is kind of where Star Wars Rebels kind of covers it very yeah. interestingly for me. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about that is. The developer said the developers that were sitting next to uh, Game Over Greggy, uh, Greg, Greg, whatever, um, they said, so you're not really a Jedi. So you're not really a Jedi, but you're not really a Padawan. You're kind of in the in between right now. And I'm like that, that those abilities are more powerful than many Jedi that I've seen in my day. <laughs> yeah, like, look at how powerful Ray is. She can't do half of what this guy can do. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like the 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 stopping of 
of not really time, but like basically doing a force push and pull at the same time in order to the stopping of the stop. laser was unheard of before Kylo Ren yeah. did it. The whole reason that Kylo Ren did it was to show people how powerful he was. Because exactly. if you remember, Darth Vader is one of the most powerful ever, and yeah. he couldn't do that. Yeah, and he like they, he could he could deflect them. That's why I but said. He couldn't, stop them that's why i said the pandering to the audience like the the base level audience is like yeah because it happened in that movie it should happen in this game yeah and it crap. just it takes away from kylo ren because you're supposed to be like oh yeah. wow look at how powerful he is yeah and like uh, game game over greggy he's he's great he's got his his own podcast he's really really good he's got kind of funny games he's one of the biggest gaming podcasts in the world he's amazing but one question i really wish he would have asked was like what can't this character do if he's still developing if he's still if he's supposed to be like above a padawan below a jedi what can he do because in that trailer he seemed extremely powerful yeah he did which i mean it's a video game so i understand why you're doing it yeah i but, get it like nobody wants to play fucking weakest jedi yeah on a video game but give us some some progression because it really did sound yes. like like this if there was, was a the progression system yeah it would balance in my opinion and i mean maybe maybe there is maybe we're just seeing like, you know how sometimes when you start a new video game, you, the first level, you have all these powers and you're so strong, but then all of a sudden something happens and oh, then yeah. you start where you're at step one, kind of like... Maybe. You know. or, or the progression system is just so over the top, which worries me as well, because if this is the abilities you get in the beginning and your abilities later are so much better, that's going to make the game really boring. Yeah. then Which then has then happened. Just, that yeah. happened with The Force Unleashed, but... That was totally justifiable because he was Darth Vader's disciple and his name was Star Killer. <laughs> like super yeah, strong. <laughs> I loved it. I love I loved uh, Force Unleashed. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um I don't even know his name, but I guess if I had to pick, he would kind of remind me of a Ray Kylo combo, but like good and all like all the way good. Um, but then like with way less personality than either of those characters, you know, you know what I okay. mean? I don't know. I guess we'll see maybe a hint of Han. I feel like he's got to with that actor. He's got to have more, you know? Yeah. Like, there's got to be something else coming. Yeah. As far as his personality, but we'll, we'll see. But yeah, just in the, the like 15 ish minutes, the trailer you get like you get troopers advanced troopers uh bugs spiders all kinds of different enemies and then in the xbox conference it showed like another trailer where you're fighting a atst so i mean i'm excited i'm just wondering like gameplay wise legit the logistics of that how's all that gonna pan out yeah like how how deep could this game be going like yeah do we want another Force Unleashed? Do we want something very story-driven? Like, what mm. what are people looking for these days? Because it just seems like people don't know. Man, the struggle with the with I feel like the Star Wars community nowadays. I feel like you can make the most basic game ever, but if it's Star Wars and has lightsabers and wee wee and like Force <laughs> mechanics, it's like it's gonna be fun, good or bad. But like, is it gonna be good? Because we already have a lot of great Star Wars games. Like, yeah, we do. If I wanted to play something that was that was like Force Unleashed, I would just play Force Unleashed because based on this yeah. trailer, I feel like we're getting a more deep involved story and character 
far as I can tell so far. <laughs> yeah, and it just that's just something that just seems to annoy me with the gaming community in general these days is like everybody wants it to be like this or mm. that. And yeah. it's like, okay, then go play that or this. Exactly. Stop trying to make everything like that. Do you do you want people to just make 2005 Battlefront 2 over and over and over? <laughs> no, you yep. really don't. You just think you do. Pretty much. I don't know. I, I, it could have been fun, but we'll never know. <laughs> um, Borderlands 3, do we want to get into that? Or do you do you care a lot about Borderlands 3? Because I know we spent a lot of time on the other topics. Yeah, I mean, I'm an enormous Borderlands 3 fan. I'm actually, well, Borderlands in general. I uh, I love that game series. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, but as far as what's been given for Borderlands 3, um, the trailer introduced yeah, the classes, which was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, normally when I play Borderlands, there's like one class that I really focus on. And I know like that's the class, but with, yeah, this, I'm, but, I'm the same way. Yeah. With borderlands one, it was rolling with two. It was gauge, but with this one, like this time around, see I, one, I was brick, the big guy. Not, and course. two, I was zero, <laughs> the sniper. Nice. It's like two ends of the spectrum. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's just, but yeah, with this game, it's like the gunner looks cool. The Beastmaster looks cool. The siren looks sick. Like, I don't know, man. They all look really, really awesome. So, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a lot. Like we, I feel like we got a gameplay, like a an introduction to the beginning of of Borderlands Three. But it, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be much better than what we already experienced because I think Borderlands Two and Borderlands One are fantastic games. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. I, I also wondering if if there's gonna be if there's gonna be like gender locked. Um, because in the, cause we didn't really see much character creation, but we did see the same class as different genders in this trailer. And I think that would be really, really cool mm-hmm. if you could pick that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's it, yeah. I've, I've not kind of sure. never understood the limitation. I mean, yeah. that kind of really matters. Cause like, I've like, I'm not one of those people who won't play a class because <laughs> it's a girl. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I just don't understand why you gender lock things. Like, why can't they just be? Well, I mean, a lot of it has to do with fluid, if you will. <laughs> it's easier to make it to not have to have the the character choices. You don't. Yeah, you but don't even if you just the kept the characters. same four characters and just allowed them to be any of them, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but just. Like you just... Like you don't have to have like a big character customization and like be able to put on clothes and have blue eyes mm-hmm. and purple hair. Like that shit doesn't matter. Like if I could just be brick yeah. from the first one as like the sniper in the second one or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, like whatever you want. Yeah. It's, it's not super clear if it's gender locked. I don't think it's going to be this time around, um, which I think will be cool. It also seems like there's going to be a lot more multiplayer. Like, I mean, Borderlands two is all, about the multiplayer, but I feel mm-hmm. like it's going to be even bigger. Like not just play with your friends, like play with everyone under the sun uh, is what it seems like. So there was just so many people on screen during, during the trailer, but only time will tell with that. That's why I, I didn't, didn't know if it was super important to talk about just because I, it, a lot of it's not very clear. And I don't think they've given us a lot of information when it comes to borderlands three, mm-hmm. but, um, graphically i feel like it looks almost identical like really really similar to borderlands 2 which like more shaders but i don't know yeah and i feel like it's limited just because of the art style really like you can't make that art style 
like look like, oh my god look at this art style in 4k that's like, true it doesn't really make a difference because it's still it's got like a cartoonish hard colored vibe and like i dug it yeah i love it i think and it's great still do it's 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 unique and that's what i like about it like yeah. they didn't try and be like all the other games now where they're like everybody progress ray tracing for everybody <gasps> <laughs> yeah exactly i think it's it's definitely fine the way it is <laughs> you know like it's not yeah. a big deal i was a little concerned when i was watching the gameplay where the draw distance was rendering like behind what you were seeing in front of you mm-hmm. uh that could have just been because it was in beta or but because that happened a lot in borderlands 2 so really hoping that that's not a normal thing for the future it was a normal thing in battlefield 2 and battlefield 2 was like super high end graphic y. So maybe it's just depends on the engine you're using. I'm not really sure. But Yeah, in in I feel like Borderlands is always gonna be limited in that in that kind of region just because of what it is and how yeah. they, they put the game together. And like I said, the art style is very different, but then you also put the, the limitations on it because it's like how good can you make cartoonish graphics look? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's true. How um, how good does a cartoon look before you're like, oh my god, this cartoon's real? Yeah, but I think <laughs> I think if you're if that's kind of your take on it, but like kind of like what say like World of Warcraft did, the game is still a cartoon, but yeah. graphically it looks worlds better than what it initially was. It looks absolutely incredible compared to that. So so to have like draw draw distance framing issues and stuff like that like i think it's the developers responsibilities that if they're not going to make it look much more graphically better they need to make sure that it's very tight and very like quality you know yeah it's kind of like with it's the it's the fortnite kind of mentality like fortnite has the cartoonish graphics but it's just really well built like the engine works the play style just everything just matches together. Like you don't have to have the most amazing high-end computer to play it to make mm-hmm. it look good. Like it just it just works. Yeah, that's the way like, I'm I, thinking I, about it too. And like, I I don't ever I don't really expect Borderlands to be like the most advanced, cutting-edge graphics ever. When I yeah. play Borderlands, I just I really expect the highest quality just gameplay. Really, like I want a good story. The weapons have always been insane. Like, there's always just been so much to do. Crazy side missions. Definitely. You know, yeah. all the Easter eggs put in it. Like, I don't know if you remember from Borderlands 2, the fucking Ninja Turtles. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was all, like, that was funny to me. Like, that was so cool. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think when it comes to that kind of stuff, they, they're, they're going to turn it up to an 11. One sec. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Freaking AC turned on out of nowhere. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's gonna be sick. It's gonna be fun with friends and maybe even beyond that. I don't think it's like MMO yet esque or gonna be like Destiny. I mean, hopefully it's not because I really like the story of Borderlands and I definitely yeah. think kind of takes away when there isn't when it's like jump yeah, jump I've in jump out. Borderlands just having that always outlandish story. Yeah, definitely. like it's always just been silly. Did you ever play the Handsome Jack collection? Uh, yeah. The only Borderlands I didn't play was pre-sequel because oh was yeah, trash. sorry, the pre-sequel. That's what I meant. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that. I I didn't like that. I thought the the characters were very weak. Yeah, well, it's kind of dumb because it's like 
the telltale storytelling works for just about everything other than like a shooter <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so that was yeah that was kind of dumb but yeah i didn't have a lot to contribute with borderlands i am excited for it though yeah i mean uh, like i said a lot of these will come out and then we'll be able to give better opinions in in podcasts in the future once these games come out we'll be able to to really touch on the subjects we're unsure of or even be able to be like, yep, I own up to it. I was wrong about this or that. Definitely. Definitely. I um, I want to talk about the game that I am most excited for. <laughs> that I am so fucking hyped more than anything in the world. <laughs> and that's Fortnite 2, people. He's a huge <laughs> Fortnite 2 fan. Fortnite 2. They call it, they call it uh, Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah could we just fort not have that happen <laughs> yes please oh god um final fantasy 7 hd remake uh my topic of the fucking day i'm so excited <laughs> i don't i don't know how you feel about final fantasy 7 the hd remake but well i mean oh, this is gonna so... piss you off no don't like, say it don't say it please <laughs> but i've never played it so. what <laughs> dude i've played it like every year since i was seven years old <laughs> i i know i know that's why i was like oh josh is gonna slap me right in the balls dude how cool is it that i started playing final fantasy 7 when i was like seven <laughs> it is pretty funny oh man i did i distinctly remember and i'll i'll say it like 100 percent 99.9% of my excitement for this is from nostalgia because this is the game that I had to sneak into my brother's room to play an hour at a time and then run out of his room and he would like yell at me. <laughs> I think I remember you telling me that like, story. Yeah, dude, that was my life with Final Fantasy is we had this tight knit relationship where my brother couldn't find out we were together. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my god, that's the first game I ever played other than maybe Warcraft 1. No, and, and I mean this... Age of this, Empires. Old school. With this HD remake coming out, and like I know like it's very turn-based combat and all yeah. that stuff and role-playing, and I'm like, I, I, will pro I will more than likely play it. I promise you, dude. That's awesome. I My big fear, though, is if they change a lot of things, you won't get the experience that made it so good in the first yeah. place. But yep. I, so far... I think it's gonna be fine. I I they had these things in the trailer where they were like these these shadow people where that wasn't in the original game and they're called the the agents of fate or something like that, which I thought was did you see that part in the trailer where Ares is all scared and Cloud is defending her and, and there are these like shadow things flying around them? Yes. So that never happened. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, so that that <laughs> makes me a little nervous, and I don't I don't feel like you need to add anything, especially if you're gonna take anything away. Don't add anything. That should be the rule of thumb. Number one, with any book adaptation, movie adaptation, remake, if you are going to add your own things in, do not take shit away because that's not fair at all. Yeah. Um. And and I I have a beef. Not with this game, but mm -hmm. when they remade Modern Warfare, the 2007 one, the Call of Duty, yeah, uh, they added in shit that wasn't into the game, and I didn't appreciate it because yeah. then it, that's <sighs> my one fear, and it, it seems like it's a given. Like if if it's going to yeah. be a, 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 you're basically seeing like what 
the developers and the and the CEO wanted for this game that they couldn't provide in the past. And I get that, but at the same time, it's the game's so good. Just don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, I to a fault I can be a purist about things and like that's not necessarily the best way to be. Mm-hmm. But at least I'm man enough to admit to it. Yeah, same. Like, and and that's why I say like I'm hesitant but accepting. Like I'm nervous but accepting. Like I'm not gonna. I'm gonna like the game no matter what because it's mm-hmm. like Advent Children. Think of all the bullshit they put in Advent Children after after Final Fantasy VII. I still love that game, and it doesn't make a lick of sense when it comes to comparing it. Like when it comes to the progression of Final Fantasy VII to Advent Children, it's it's total BS, and I still like it because Cloud's in it. <laughs> it's just me, it's just how I am, and um, I guess yeah, I can't. The, I, go ahead, sorry. I, I, you, I'm mostly gonna be quiet for this one. Just because, like, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not an aficionado of Final Fantasy. Like I don't. I've well, played one of them. And that's 15. And I know a lot of people who are purists didn't like that one because it didn't mm. stick. Yeah. To like the, which you know, one? Which, which Final Fantasy? 15. I thought 15 was, was fine. Uh, story-wise, the ending was not. Apparently, they patched it because the story was so bad at the end. Um, yeah, I never beat it. So I don't, I don't you know. You never beat it? Just, oh, man. No. Okay, do you, how far did you get, though? Uh, probably not that far, but like I did... I did play the hell out of it for a while. Like I probably gotcha. am like 15 hours in so far. Okay. Okay. So you have no idea about the ending. You probably will get the better ending if you're playing it on PC. Um, I'm actually playing it on PS4. Oh, okay. So I don't know if they patched the PS4 version. I just, I, I imagine they had to have, um, cause yeah, the, the ending was just trash and I don't know. Part of me is even, is even more bothered by it that they didn't just hone up and keep the, the current story. And I, mm-hmm. just, I think it's, it's just, when the fans complain, I'm going to make it better. And it's like, I don't know. People already played the bad ending, so who cares? <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, just keep both of them and yeah. let, let you be able to play both of them or whatever, something yeah, like that. something just... like that. But I, I was just like, Square's press conference, I was just a giddy schoolgirl because they started with Final Fantasy and it was, oh, it was so good. I guess I can't really ask you what you thought about Tifa. Because you didn't play the original, but you know what she looks like from the original. I right? heard she got smaller boobs. She, she, yeah. So they're like slightly smaller. I think I literally lost a friendship over this debate because, like, I think she looks great, and people were complaining about her gloves being different. They're not red, and I'm like, she's gonna have different gloves. First of all, it's not gonna matter, and like, she's gonna have all kinds of different equipment, and people were bothered by her undershirt and i'm like this is what you're nitpicking about like this game must be incredible if this is the shit you guys are having conversations about i know i just there's always gonna be people people that just nitpick everything and it's like i'm sorry but if that's you people and you're listening like you're the worst yeah so the (laughs) so the ceo was like well she's she's full athleticism so it makes sense for her to have like a sports bra underneath her shirt so chances are She's probably just as busty as she's ever been. She's just being a little for for got to keep it tight. Exactly for the, yeah, for the athleticism. You for know the, what I mean? For, exactly. So you want to get knocked out by your own jugs? That'd exactly. Be embarrassing. I don't. I don't have any freaking problem with it. I think she looks great. Um, the combat looks 
incredible. Like they're combining action based combat with action timed combat. That's fucking so cool. Um, where you have like your basic attacks and then you have over time those the your ATB gauge increases and then time kind of sits still and you can use your better attacks and the limit breaks just look gorgeous. And I've played, I swear I've played Final Fantasy like nine times and all the way through in one life. And there's one scene, like I said in the trailer, that I'm a little nervous about. I I hope that for the most part, it's genuine to the original story. Um, you, you can bitch and whine about all the changes and alterations, but the reality is Square specifically said they were never going to make this game because of how big it was. Mm-hmm. They believed with assuredness that technologies is never going to be at that point where they could make a realistic version of this game with their standards that would work. And so I'm just, I'm incredibly grateful. I'm totally willing to make sacrifices here and there. Obviously, if there's a, if there's a huge story based change, that's going to be a problem for anyone. Cause if you're playing a remake, you want the story that, you know, um, yeah, and it, the only like I said, the only experience I have actually really with with uh, Final Fantasy VII is having watched you stream it in the past. Like that is yeah, that yeah. is everything I know. That's 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 funny. <laughs> I um all I can say like so there's like FemCloud. I've always called them FemCloud. I guess you could call them like transgender cloud. But there's like a scene where Cloud has to dress up as a girl, and Sector Nine with the Honeybee Inn and the slums and all that stuff that's like really really you don't see that in video games nowadays um like it's a brothel and and she has to cloud has to cross dress you know and then he's like raped by a bunch of dudes at one point it's really it's not clear exactly what, what happens but that's that's what seems to happen. And then Don Cornario is a gigolo and he's like trying to have sex with cloud. And then they threaten to rip off his dick. Like that's all in one Midgar scene. And if they take any of that away, I will riot because it is hilarious. <laughs> I, think I don't I need care. to play this game. I don't care what anyone says. Like if that's, if those topics in the, in sector nine are too sensitive for this generation. So they take it out. They said that they're going to make it like more sensitive to this day and age, but mm-hmm. if they take it out, that's going to kill. That's I'm going to be so mad because that's I mean rightfully so they're taking away Yeah, it's a huge scene. Game. And I I literally I went far out of my way to get the proper wig, the silk dress, and the proper perfume to get picked by Don Cornario. So <laughs> as cloud <laughs> Because it's hilarious his reaction when he finds out you're a dude. <laughs> so, like, please keep that stuff. It's one of my favorite scenes of the entire game. Yeah, I might have to play this game. Just Sorry, to... spoiler alert for you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just been this whole game for it's me. Been like, it's been like tw- it's been it's been twenty three years, so <laughs> it's it's fair to too say soon, that. Buddy, too soon. <laughs> Oh man, the thing that makes me no- most nervous is like, um, so they showed us the bat the battle with Cloud versus and Barrett versus the first boss. Did you see that mm-hmm. with the Scorpion? Yeah, and that was epic, and it was fantastic, and I, I, I fucking loved it. But the my first thought is like, 
imagine because because Final Fantasy is a really big game, and the first boss is small potatoes compared to what the rest of it is like. Yeah. So how are they gonna make if that's that big and crazy? How are they gonna make like weapons, which are so they're basically like weapons are these huge robots that protect the planet, and they're you you you're like pea size compared to them. So how the heck is that going to translate into this crazy game? And and imagine like Knights of the Round, which is which is like a a summon. It's like a seven minute summon where it's just a bunch of like a ton of swordsmen fighting that you summoned. Uh, Omni Slash is super super like crazy. There's just a lot more things that are so much bigger and better than what the Scorpion battle would be. So I. My worry is that they just focused on, like graphically, they focused on this scene, and I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how they're gonna top what, how they're gonna translate what happens during Final Fantasy VII into this because it's, it's all very extravagant, and I, I was thinking if they took, if they took this long, twenty three years or so, whatever. I guess it's only been in development for like four years, but they took mm-hmm. four to five years. Where are they going to be waiting a really, really long time to step out of Midgar? Because that's what the first two discs are focused on. Um, or they're just going to take stuff out. I, I really have no clue. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to convey what I'm trying to say here, and it's, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's, it's so, probably when, all very exciting for you when you haven't played the game. It's hard to explain. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm sitting here like trying to imagine these things, and I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I don't no, know no clue. what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'll probably have to yeah. play it to like really understand. Like, yeah, just why just, you're so like, oh! yeah, exactly. Just to explain what what I'm worried about is, as cool as the scorpion thing is, there are much, 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 much cooler things in Final Fantasy VII, and how is that going to be as epic and huge without? destroying your playstation 4 (laughs) yeah you know that's that's all i'm thinking about um but yeah they showed that they showed that battle and it it took i don't know we'll see how it goes i'm really i really have no idea i just i just know that there's so many amazing scenes in final fantasy 7 and if it's a true hd remake then they should be just as amazing if not more incredible in the remake itself and don't take that shit out. Uh, there was a an E3 after E3. There was a guy on Twitter that like posted the render models, like the in-game renders of Tifa and Barrett and Aerith, and and like literally, if you zoomed in, you could see hair follicles on their nose. Like wow. it's crazy the amount of detail that they're going into this. So maybe they just have the technology to make it as incredible and epic as it needs to be. But last I checked on my little rinky dink PS4 that's seven years old, that wasn't a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not going into to free I'm not zooming into Geralt's face in the Witcher and seeing hair follicles. That's for damn sure. So we'll see. I don't know, man. I've been playing it on 4K. It looks It does really it does good. look amazing, but you're not seeing. I mean, you are kind of. You can see his pores and stuff. I didn't even know Cloud had pores at the time, because he's such a beautiful man. But um, well, he better do a little exfoliation, okay? <laughs> apparently, I, either way, I'm over the fucking moon. I'm also a little nervous, but you know, I'm gonna get it day one. Um, I was gonna get the collector's edition, but it's like, 
It's a lot of money. It's like $800 or something? It's a four... Tw- let me check. First edition. Let me see here. It is... Cloud. F7, first edition. Where is it? I don't even know if it's on the site anymore. Uh, It's going to be in like four to $500. Uh, 330 That's how much it is. First mm-hmm. uh, Square Enix first class edition, it's the collector's edition of Final Fantasy VII HD remake. It's gonna be three hundred and thirty dollars. I say fuck it, dude. You have almost a year to save up for it. Just send it. Yeah. Well, normally what I would do is I would put like the initial fifty into GameStop, and then I would just pay it over time. But it's not on the GameStop's website. It's only through Final. It's only through Square Enix. So. I mean, given I think I only paid, I think it was like one twenty, one thirty, or whatever the fuck it was. But like, I got the Pip Boy edition of Fallout Four. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. This is this looks epic. So I really, really want to get it, but I've never seen a collector's edition that expensive. Pretty, <laughs> it's pretty intense. Um, that's but it's made for people like you, buddy. That's what's for, the I mean, that's the way I see it. It's like I've waited twenty three years. <laughs> yeah, I've it's, waited it's like twenty. Actually, no, that's not really true. I've wanted them to remake it. It's more like eighteen because I was still enjoying it for the longest time, and I still do, but the time in which I started getting like, Oh man, they could make this on the PS three and it would be really, really cool. That was a few years later. So it's been like 15 ish years that I've been waiting for this game. So mm-hmm. I'll probably still get it. Um, it's just hard cause you save up towards it and then it's sold out, you know? Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I've got to make a decision at least before the end of the year. Um, yeah, I think you should do it. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. But man, that's if a lot. I was that passionate about a game, dude, I would do it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's just like Let it's, me go. It's it's that thought process versus reality that I gotta kind of balance and juggle. <laughs> yeah, like do I do I want it one billion percent? Do I have that money to spend? Kind of. <laughs> that's kind of the way I see it. <laughs> But I got to get it. I've been waiting like 23. I've been waiting so long. I got to get it. I kind of wish it was like, I think the figure is really, really cool. I kind of wish you get options there, but it's going to mm-hmm. be plowed on his badass bike. So that's cool. But since you haven't played the game and I don't want to spoil anything, I won't get too far into that. What it boils down to when we're talking about these games is what's our opinions on it? Are we excited for it? Yes or no? Yeah. 100 stars up. <laughs> I am super excited. 100 thumbs up, not star. <laughs> 100 thumbs up. <laughs> 100 stars up, baby. 100 thumbs up. I'm super excited for it. But we could we could definitely move on. Uh, talk about something that you're really excited for, which is the Outer Worlds. Which uh, I'm yes, all- I believe this is our final topic. If yep, I'm- yep, that's correct. So final, uh, final, the final worlds. God damn it! God damn it. <laughs> that's all me. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> The, oh yeah you are so i retarded oh wait we can't say that <laughs> too late you did so the outer world <laughs> yeah a few people don't know which you, you might if you're listening to this podcast is from the people who have actually given us <laughs> quite a few amazing games if you don't know they made the second knights of the old republic game the sith lords oh nice Didn't they made fallout new vegas yeah i knew that they, that's sick I believe they were also involved in uh, the South Park Stick of Truth game, which nice. if you haven't played, was really, really fun and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So They touched on the original Fallout, too. They have some development team from the original Fallout, too, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, and 
what what's really got me super excited. I also believe that they they've done a lot of role playing games in the past too, like mm-hmm. like quite a bit, like Baldur's Gate. I don't remember if they were if Obsidian was directly involved in that or yeah. the team that was involved with that became Obsidian. I don't remember how it works, I'm but not sure. Anyways, so the vibe I'm getting from the Outer Worlds is Fallout in space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which which is fine. Which mm-hmm. is fine with me. I get it that like people were like, oh, you should go a different direction. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I was kind of looking at it as like, obviously you're not gonna get the procedural generation, you're not gonna get the uh the like uh, the terraforming that you get in, in no man's sky. But I was, I was thinking like, Oh, this is kind of like the no man's sky that we deserve mm-hmm. where there's going to be a lot of planets, a lot of unique NPCs, lots of things to do. Basically a lot of the things that were promised during no man's sky, you'll actually get. And lo and behold, an actual develop development company did a bit is going to do a better job than a 10 man team that with a, developer that lies <laughs> i know weird right weird but yeah um i thought it was really cool how you could play as the hero or the villain i think that's going to be a really interesting take you can be you can be nothing really um you can do it sounds like there's just going to be a lot of choices that are de- going to determine your character and it's going to be a really personal experience it, it seems like it's going to be a nice treat for people just that are fans of role playing and stuff. That's that's kind of what I get off of it. Is it just seems like it's gonna be a role players game. And like Fallout New Vegas was probably their last huge game. And mm-hmm. like that wasn't a Fallout for everybody. I love that game. I played the hell I, out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Fallouts easily. Mostly because of where it takes place and stuff. I really like that. Um it's yeah, another it reason. Just has a very interesting vibe. And like the thing that really blew my mind on fallout new vegas it's like you thought that this game was just gonna have this really long linear storyline that went for the entirety of the game yeah but it doesn't it's weird it's so weird when you realize that you're like wait what the fuck like there's so much to this game awesome like if, if you guys haven't played like something happens to you in the beginning of the story and then like you basically you seek out revenge but like you don't get your revenge at the end of the game you get it like midway so then yeah. there's still the rest of the game to play like it the game turns into something entirely new to you like it's not just like you know in fallout 3 when you're looking you know for your dad or mm-hmm. you know your son in fallout 4 for the entirety of the game like it's like you get your revenge I don't really want to spoil it for people, but you get your revenge. And then like, there's still the story is still going. Like it didn't just stop just because like, you know, you thought it was going to end here. Like that's not what happened. And I actually thought yeah. that was so cool. It was like a total misdirect. It's like a twist in a movie. You're like, aha. And here's the end of the game. Psych. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. That's a really good overall. I mean, uh, there isn't a fallout. I don't really like it's a maybe 76, but uh, apparently I didn't even make bother. Well, apparently they're making it a lot better. There's a lot more to it nowadays. Um, there's, See, for me, Fallout it. is about the story. So, like, yeah, when you take that out of the equation, survival, I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, you lost me. I just, I'm in Fallout for the story. Like, I, yeah, like when I played Fallout Four, like I said about, you know, the last game that I did did this to me was Red Dead Redemption Two. I'm like, I just had to know. Like, I just kept going because I yeah. was like, man, how does this end? 
I was you know, super like, excited. What is the story? I was super excited for 76 because I thought the the whole point was just adding multiplayer to what's already a great formula. That's but, that's what I thought. I thought it would be Fallout with friends. Like it'd be yeah. kind of like Borderlands, where like you can play Borderlands by yourself or you can play with friends. That's what I thought 76 was going to be. Exactly. So but, I was disappointed in what it turned out to be, which is on me. But at the same time, they didn't make something I was interested in, so I didn't buy it. Like that's how that's how the world works. People yep. supply and demand. They make something people want. People buy it. I didn't want it. I didn't buy it. I didn't throw a fucking fit and cry. Yeah, and I mean I it's didn't great. Buy it. It's always great to be pleasantly surprised about a game, but that was the surprise of that game. It was like, oh, so it's not, it's not anything. Like you're using the same Fallout Four engine with the same bugs, mm-hmm. but you're, but it's not Fallout Four, and it's just like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a game that has enough depth in it for me to justify buying it. Really, is what exactly. it comes down to. And um, I also I feel like with 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 Fallout seventy six. They're really like they acknowledged it very clearly during that press conference. They were like, "Yeah, we know that we fucked up with Fallout 76." So I feel like with any upcoming game from Bethesda, they really got to bring their A game. So mm-hmm. and Outer Worlds looks like it's going to be really, really good. Um, what do you think about like the if you ha- so if you haven't seen the trailer, it's just Outer Worlds um, E3 in the trailer. What do you think about the technology? Because I was definitely getting like a cyberpunk, but then looks clearly future. Like, I'm sorry. Cyberpunk looks very clearly futuristic, but with this looks more like a mix of old and new. Did you notice that? Yeah. It kind of, it does. Yeah. It gives me the fallout vibe where like fallout, everything was futuristic, but like at the same time, it was old timey. Like, yeah. When you played Fallout 4, like the car styles looked like old 1950s cars, but like mm-hmm. they were hover cars. Yeah, exactly. You know, kind of like the, the TV show, the cartoon Archer does, where like you're not really sure what time it's in because mm-hmm. they're like using all this new age spy technology, but driving 1960s hot rods. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. What year is it? <laughs> it made oh, me Robin think Williams of for everybody. It, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of, um, the the alien franchise where it's a little yeah definitely gives that mixture um but i want to go back to the choices in the story when it comes to this game and obviously we can't elaborate on this too much but i think it's really important if Mm -hmm. when we're talking about this like it what they're doing is not unheard of but it's not like a lot of games nowadays and when we're talking about their the way they're going to convey the story and the way they're going to make choices, are we talking about like Kotor type deal with Knights of the Republic? Or are we talking about more like Fable? You know, like mm-hmm. how's it going to be? Because the, uh, it sounds just, very grandiose, and I'm just trying just to judging by who's making it. You know, the people who made Kotor two. Yeah, I'm going to say it's probably going to be very Kotor two like, but. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I said, like I think this is going to be a real treat for role players, mostly because like the purpose of role playing is to role play whatever you want. Like yeah. you, you can be the asshole, you can be the good guy. Like it's up to you, and like that's why role playing was always awesome to me because I was like, aha, I'm going to be evil and kill everybody, and then on my <laughs> other save profile, I'm the nice guy who gives money to everybody. <laughs> well, I love the way they did that with Fable, where it was like if you were a bad dude, like you would, couldn't even really enter a town without getting attacked thought that was a really yeah, was cool crazy. mechanic. Um, I hope they do that with this, where it's like in certain areas, like if it's a neutral territory, you're good. If it's good, mm-hmm. it's good or bad. Like I hope people react to you appropriately. Um, 
because a lot of games with quote-unquote choice don't really reflect that it's like i'm i'm a good jedi but i kill everyone i encounter (laughs) it's like i'm a nice jedi who kills everyone (laughs) exactly so i'm hoping that there are consequences and uh one thing that i thought was really funny was the like you've got the hero and villain mechanics but apparently if you pick up a low average intelligence you have the option to pick dummy dialogue (laughs) where you just sound like an idiot (laughs) I'm here to save you. I'm Skywalker. <laughs> I've got your back, Mister. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's cruel. That's mean. <laughs> hey, we're gonna play some wow. 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 I'm sorry. We're we're not particularly PC in this podcast. Which <laughs> is the yeah, things that we find that are right, funny. Though. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. But um, yeah, I thought that was really great, and um, I'm hoping that a lot of these stories slash chat choices focus around both you and the game like mm-hmm. like balance that don't just be like oh i'm evil so i have i have horns on my head like actually people i want people to think i'm evil you know yeah and i feel like there are so many options like they were talking about like potentially millions of choices in this game which makes sense because we're talking about a planet that has its own things going on and then another planet and then potentially hundreds of planets and and it's bethesda so yes i get that it makes sense um but yeah i'm excited i think it's gonna be a great game we'll see how it goes but yeah any other thoughts on outer world overall nope i mean i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let it come out yep and i mean we're only a few months from that i mean we're a few months from a lot of these games we talked about today like the jedi one is september i think yep yeah, I think that's uh, so. It's Borderlands, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, of everything that you saw, what do you think that like, like, if you could buy one of these games right away before everything else, what do you think that would be? Ooh, that's I, a hard one, man. I think that you is know. Well, that's that's why I host these things. <laughs> <sighs> Gotta ask the hard hitting question. I mean, out of everything we talked today, probably Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, like I just I have to know right now. Yeah, that's got to be a close second for me. Obviously, it's gonna be Final Fantasy. I mean, uh, yeah, I know what you're going with, <laughs> obviously. obviously, but that's why that's why I asked the question because it's easy for me. But I figured it was gonna be a little harder for you. But um, yeah, those are the biggest games we saw during E3 2019. We'd love to hear down in the comments below what you guys thought of E3 and what your favorite games were. Um, I would have loved to talked about more games like Ori and the the Will of the Wisps. Uh, twelve the twelve minutes game looked really interesting. Uh, Pokemon Short and Shield. We didn't really get to get into that too much and. There's all the things like (laughs) there's a lot to cover and I'm hoping in the future that we could do like a podcast per conference. Like we could watch the conference together, have like a little, Mm -hmm. a little, a little shindig hangout and then um, play, uh, watch, make the podcast after we watch it, something like that in the future. But we have to honestly see how this year goes and um, we covered a lot of ground. So let us know down below what games you're most excited for. Thank you so much for watching the fourth 004 game electric podcast on YouTube. I'm really glad to have Richie here during this. You've you're so you, you contribute so much more (laughs) 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 not to throw even more shade at James, but this was great. I really, really like this, you know, to, to co-host the podcast, man, you gotta be willing to talk. You gotta have a personality behind it. And like, I love games, man. Like games in my life. Yeah. And I've, I've always, 
I've always been really talkative during podcasts, but I like, I prefer it to be more balanced. And obviously that's hard for me sometimes because I'm a talkative person, but I definitely, if I'm talking to myself, it fucking sucks. So I yeah, really, if really you know appreciate Josh, this. Like Josh, Josh is a talker, which isn't necessarily <laughs> like, it, it can just, be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it depends on who you are. Maybe you don't like people who just talk a lot, but like Josh is a talker and that's fine to me. Cause I just happen to be a listener. So yeah, <laughs> but you but you don't just listen. You also contribute. I don't a just lot, listen. I, I can also that. partake and definitely. I I really like this the way it's going. Um, I was uh working on getting us back on SoundCloud, but if you're listening to this, it's probably just on YouTube. I'm I'm trying to get us on SoundCloud and Apple Music and other That's right, places. Baby, SoundCloud rappers now. Hell yeah! <laughs> but yeah, oh. we'll get there. Um, but for now, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube for more podcasts in the future for more nerdy goodness and video game talk. And, uh, if you enjoyed it, please, if you enjoyed this specific podcast, please leave a like, it really helps us out. And if you really, really want to support us, uh, jump onto our Patreon down in the link below, help us pay the game electric bill it helps us out. Um, I still need to work on some of the things, get some updates on the, on the Patreon, but I'm going to have that active right now. And, uh, yeah, pay the game electric bill, support our Patreon link in the description. Thank you so much for being here, Richie. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you. I hope you guys like me. I hope my yeah. potato mic is better than other people's potato mics. <laughs> oh, this is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm wet. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, well, well, this is probably going to be a longer, above average podcast, longer than usual. But I mean, that's a part of it. Um, I kind of want to pitch this podcast because it's kind of like the first podcast since we haven't done it for so long. If you watch like kind of funny or other podcasts, they're very based around news and facts, which I obviously want to focus on. But most of all, like we're gamers before we're content creators. We're gamers before we're, we're politicians or religious people like blah, blah, blah. We're just, we, we want to give you our opinion as a gamer. So if that's what you like to hear and also a lot of our topics tend to trail off into other things. So even if you don't like the topic, we're necessarily talking about at that very moment, you never know what it's going to delve into next. So, and that's, i I look at that as a positive for this podcast. So if you like what you heard here, definitely stick around, subscribe, like, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thank you for watching. Peace. Thank you guys. We love you.